Hey guys, it's Michael with the Air Raid Attack Podcast. Let me talk to you for just a few seconds. Tornado season and severe weather season has arrived and I got the best locally owned company that will make sure to take care of you and your family during this season. Check out Storm Check. Are you terrified by what is inside of your storm shelter? When that siren sounds, do you feel prepared to spend the night in your shelter? Allow them and their team of military veterans to put your mind at ease with their services. Visit stormcheck.team. That's right, stormcheck.team to make sure and get your storm shelter prepared for this season. There we are. We are recording. Good evening. And this is a special, special show. One that uh, people are like, well, how did you even think about this? Well, it's been planned. Scheduling here, scheduling there. You know, life is life is busy, especially in this wonderful country that we call the United States of America. I'm your host, Michael. I have a special guest. He is the host of the Defining Moments podcast, Hong Lam Hong. Welcome to the podcast. Matt, I appreciate it, dude. Thanks for having me on. I know I'm not a football coach or I used to coach soccer but I've heard all these podcasts that you host and all these coaches that come on I was like man I you got a non-American football coach on here brother so I appreciate it man hey dude in some country it is football so it's a win-win <laughs> no all jokes aside it's a pleasure Hong to have you on here and again like I said in in the <clears throat> our you know my get when I was on your show as a guest uh you know you and and your amazing wife. Thank you for what you guys do for the community and beyond the, the, the state border lines. It's, it's truly amazing. I applaud you guys for that. I appreciate it, brother, man. Thank you so much. Absolutely. If you guys don't know what I'm talking about, you'll find out here later on in the show. Of course, people are like, if you're wondering, why haven't you said the Area Attack podcast? Because you guess what you usually say? Well, guess what? Kind of fill you in, guys. In So a few weeks ago, probably a month ago or so, this guy, I was in the process of changing the podcast and the real talk in the 405. Amazing, amazing. I get some douchebag. He says, uh, hey, that's my podcast. And there's no proof of it, by the way, guys, just so you guys know. There's no proof of it. But I figured, well, why not? Okay, I'll let you have your five minutes of fame. You know, screw it on. So we changed the podcast. So segment-wise, like a good buddy of mine, Dan, has it to where it's time to BS. He has his BS sessions. <clears throat> We're going to do my own session. It's called Real Talk in a 405 segment. So if he's out there watching, thank you and uh, enjoy the show. Excuse <laughs> me. Real Talk in a 405 segment. Our first guest, uh, the one and only Hong Lam. Hong, uh, for everyone that's out there listening, uh, kind of tell us about yourself and about your podcast and, and what it's all about. Yeah, man, I, I appreciate it. So the, the podcast started as a challenge to do something I've never done before. Not a host. I'm in the engineering world, the technical world. So I have no idea about audio, visual. But however, it is a challenge to do something you've never done before. My wife and I started it. And we wanted to just, to your point, keep it real. Keep everything real, raw, authentic. Build bridges within our community. And we've done a podcast from... Mayor Holt, all the way to our neighbor across the street, family, friends, it's open to anyone. And it's just, it's just a great time. It's, I don't have any scripts. 
there are any, there are some questions I'd like to ask and I'll give it out in advance. Most of the time the guests like yourself don't even care for them. They just like, hey, let's come on and do it and listen to it and uh, have a conversation. And that's what they're all about. And we built a lot of bridges and we'll continue to build bridges. bridges. There's no finish line and we know that. Very nice. And of course, true story, guys, Hong is my witness. There is a special secret. If you want to know the questions in advance, just watch or listen to a few podcasts and and listen to the questions and kind of tr make it seem like he doesn't know what he's asking. You might slip him by. I failed miserably, but nonetheless, uh, true story. Uh, but no, it's fun. Uh, <clears throat> nonetheless, again, you know, this could be a good show, Hong. And uh, hey, you ready to get rid of some real? Cause we, I'm, I'm afraid we're going to offend some people. But hey, it's, it's real talk right now. Let's do it, man. Alrighty, let's do this thing. Of course, <clears throat> your thoughts, um, censorship, of course, you know, we, we see it across the board. I've actually been censored on Facebook, uh, misleading, <clears throat> true story, misleading people. I got the notification from Facebook on my wonderful feed says, uh, you know, one more time and you potentially could be banned. Mm. That's fine with me. That's I mean, no big deal. And so <clears throat> pretty much the, the, the storyline was, it says, welcome to Australia. Blah, 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 blah. Long story short, it says, you know, if you want a, a good life, you got to work for it. Practically taking a blast and a jab at government assistance, people that's on Section 8, so on and so forth. You can't live off the government. Well, I shared it because a good buddy of mine that I used to work with, he shared it. So I shared it because it's actually the truth. Well, both of us got shammed. I posted another thing. Uh, it, we all, it talks about how, how President Trump, the Mr. 45, um, defeated, you know, the, the leaders of, of the terrorist groups. Then on the bottom, it says how <clears throat> our current guy in office, I ain't going to say president, but our current guy in office killed Dr. Seuss and he's making Mr. Potato Head neutral gender. But yet that's a bad, I'm misleading people with misinformation. Your thoughts on censorship and has we, have we gone too far in regards to, you know, I, I'm pretty frustrated with the media. What's your thoughts on censorship and is this what we kind of thought was going to happen once 45 left office? Yeah, so I'll, I'll break this down into hopefully digestible pieces. I'll take it one part at a time and talk about the, censor the censorship part. That's an interesting topic uh, because we talk about the freedom of speech, freedom of press, Second Amendment rights. I mean, you go down the list uh, of the Constitution, right? And the platforms, I feel there's a there's a certain narrative that these platforms want to push. It's just a shame that we as humans, the general population, can't or we some can't sit there and think for themselves about the whole entire situation just take a seat back and just analyze and think about this do you do you want your voice being silenced as a, as a person in this world people's like well we're just a, a small fish in a in a, the sea etc I, I don't believe that I feel like you do have a voice and how you voice your thoughts your opinions matter now respectfully articulate it 
you know, I'm not yelling at anyone. However, how do I want to present the facts to you? And to your point, you saw this article, you did some research, you read about it, you just like, yeah, man, this makes sense. So it makes sense and you blast it out and you're getting suppressed because of that. I, that in the sense, it's not, it's not fair, right? It's not the way it should be. And there's just people that will shame you because like, oh, well, welfare assistance, et cetera. Well, the government is there to help assist to a certain extent, not permanently, because the more the government gives you, the more control that they are. And when they are more control of you, it leads to potential socialism and communism. And I say that because I've talked to my parents before, they're from Vietnam and they see it, they've been there. They fled the communist country to come over here to a free country, so. Absolutely, and, and, <clears throat> and for people that's out there, I'm gonna, cause it's gonna catch, it's gonna catch hopefully YouTube, but maybe YouTube won't censor this, but who knows. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, but uh, here's what it is. I don't know if you can, I don't know where my camera, there we go. Oh yeah. So the missing context, all that good stuff. Uh, pretty much welcome to Australia. You will be required to get a job, work if, and work if you want to, if you want money. A good lifestyle is not free. Hundred percent true. I mean, my, I mean, I earn every dollar. You know, my stuff may not be nice. Some of it is nicer than other stuff. But and you and your wife as well. We all earn our money by working. We have nice things and a good life. And so what irritates me is how so there's some people out there that literally need assistance from the government, can't get it, but we got some people that really probably shouldn't be on it, but they are, and they're abusing the system, and at the end of the day, we're the ones that pay the price for it, so of course, I'm all for it, I share it, not even 24 hours later, Facebook slaps my hand, shames me, one more time, we're going to look over your profile and more than likely get banned. No offense, Mark Zuckerberg, I don't care if you ban me or not. But at the end of the day, it's just sad that we can't, we're trying to you know, let people know the truth or at least let us know how we feel. Yeah. And then at the same time we get shammed, but then we get other misdirected stuff in regards to whatever the case may be. And then guess what? We get shammed, they live it, and then we're punished for what we would consider speaking, you know, freedom of speech, whether it was true or not, at least I'm voicing my opinion because, you know, we all know around um, around uh, election time, you see the MTV commercials, you see, and it doesn't matter, you know, black, white, Asian, Hispanic, Japanese, all the culture out there, voice your opinion, voice your opinion. And then once it's all said and done, it's like, no, see your, see your opinion in four years. That's how I personally feel it. Yeah, excuse me, that, I'm with you on that, and we talk about the, the whole presidency, whether it's uh, President Trump, Obama, Biden, et cetera. The, the closest government, or the closest you can get to the presidency starts with your local city council, your, your mayor, your, your governor, right? Your, your senators, your congressmen, women in your state. And so the, the, that's where you want to really, really voice your opinion and voice your thoughts. Now, there's, a, there's the difference. I mean, we all have opinions. However, when you go and voice something, 
let's let's do some research. Yep. Let's let's think about what we're wanting to present to our senators, our, our congressmen, or, or even our city council. Right? What's what's going on in our city that we don't like? And if we don't like it, let's do some research. Are they working on it? If they are and there's nothing being done, well, then let, let's bring it up. Right. So we voted them in per se, the majority. So you have at that time to go and voice your opinions to them and voice your, your thoughts and your concerns. Because that, at the end of the day, the closest you can get to the presidency is with your local government. Um, I have a, an ex you, you were talking about Section 8 housing, HUD and all that. My, my parents, they, they came off of a boat, you know that. And they mowed yards in Nichols Hills clean bathrooms, restrooms, offices, man, to, to make money. And you live in Midwest City, so I didn't live that far from you when I was younger. We grew up off of Southeast 23rd and High Avenue. Okay, I know where you're at. Yeah, we, by Wheeler Elementary. I think it's yep. a middle school now. However, man, people are like, oh, man, I had this guy. He's like, man, Wong, you know, not everyone was, has it like you. We were in the sauna, and he said, not everyone has it like you. And I was like, what do you mean? He's like, man, you got this, these cars, you got this house, you got this, you got that. And I was like, hold on a second, man. You, what do you mean? And he's just like, man, you know, you're, you're talking about these kids and they don't have coats. And I was like, exactly. The local Goodwill has coats. The local church has coats. Just because it doesn't say Under Armour, Nike, or Adidas doesn't mean they're not great coats. They're coats. You can go get one. And that's when he said, not everyone has it like you. And it struck a nerve with me because you don't, he didn't understand the story. So I told him the whole entire story about my parents and my upbringing. <clears throat> we lived in a two car garage, four people. Right. And yeah, after he didn't talk to me for a couple, three weeks after that, and then he finally started talking to me and I, I was cool with it. But I was like, man, just before you start getting into me and saying, oh, well, not everyone has it like you understand the story mm -hmm. because at the end of the day i guarantee you just like yourself man we've met before plenty of times you're a friend you give back all the time you don't have to give people money but you give people by just being a nice person actions matter right absolutely yeah i recently man on on twitter some guy started roasting me because i was like oh i can't believe you like that tweet and i was like okay and then someone else liked his tweet. And, I, and I, my thought was, and, and I'll be honest, it pissed me off. The reason why it pissed me off is because the person that liked it is a person that I help out personally. I, there's a lot of action there. And that person was dissing on me. They didn't even cover for me, man. So I'm like, whatever, dude. And, that, and, and, what, and that's what's sad is we don't, I think we discussed it on, on on your show when I was with you as well was we don't take the time. I think nowadays, and I got a few masks in there, you know, for work related, but you know, we're, we're right back to the story of what's we're hiding behind a mask. We'll be hiding behind a mask. And we assume we look, you know, I may look at you. Let's just say I never know you. Oh, look at this guy. He must be a whatever, or, you know, well that doom, his IQ must be X, Y, and Z. And he, all he knows is iPhones and iPads. We get this man dinner. Well, he's a, black guy so he's already you know he's really good in i don't know football basketball you know whatever else hispanics you know yard work and construction and white people they're you know they must be 
managers or whatever. You get this person, because trust me, there's someone out there, I'm not going to say who, <clears throat> a good friend of mine, and that's that's that person's mentality. Yeah. You're Hispanic, you're a construction worker. You're Japanese, Vietnamese, you know, practically if you're Asian, you're in technology, you're the geek guys. Um, the blacks are the athletes, the whites are your are your the management. So we get this persona, and so long story short, we actually don't get to know their story. And you know, people are like, well, Michael, why would you, why would you take away food stamps and this? I'm not asking people to take away. I think the system as a whole should be reevaluated. Re I think there should be certain requirements. But people that may not know me, but not many would uh, probably want to ask, but. During the, <clears throat> I'm going to say anyway, it's not going to start an award, but during the Barack administration, uh, during the Obama administration, for a while, jobs were scarce. So um, my family was on food stamps for a while. Nothing wrong with it. Guess what? We earned the money, jobs. Unfortunately, economy sucked, but, and that was it. Nothing wrong, but guess what? I took that step, got the jobs, grow on from that jobs where I'm at now. Not saying, well, you're good to No, it's called hard work. And I think that's where I think I get frustrated at. And I'm sure other people will as well. Is you got the ones that really, truly need it that can't. But at the same time, you got the ones that really probably should be on there and that they uh, they practically abuse the system. Yeah, no, that's, that's a good point. My We were on food stamps when I was growing up, too. I had no idea so until I asked my mom about it. And she told me what they were. And, then she went out and got a, a second job and then finally a, a, a almost like a assembly line job where where she worked for about 20 plus years and what's interesting you, you talk about the race of whites blacks hispanics asians etc mm -hmm. i i coached boys competitive soccer for 16 years and it was quite interesting the wide diversity of whether it's social economic background or the still race in there, um, just you had doctors and lawyers, you had janitors, and their their sons still played under my supervision, and I took that as an honor because when you think about it, when you're a coach and they they trust you that you're going to teach them about life you're going to be that quote-unquote role model right and to me that's one of the biggest honors i ever had in my life it didn't matter if the guy was sweeping floors at chesapeake energy or the guy was the doctor that's saving lives they trusted me that i would do well with their their boys and so that you use soccer and you use coaching as stepping stones into life you teach them life lessons etc and I'll tell you a quick story about coaching soccer, man. I, I used to get, I got, one of my early days, I got ripped by parents. I even had a couple of parents like, hey, man, your, your team's not going to amount to anything. You're a horrible coach. You're not a good leader. They're, your team's going to fail. And I took that. I was like, man, I, at first I was kind of pissed. I was like, dude, okay. But then you think about it. You're like, okay, well, someone telling you that, good. Because then I will go and research. I will go and try to get better. I, I asked mentors. I asked my old high school coaches, hey, how, what can I do to become better? Right. And they they helped me through that. And which leads to this story. They, they've always helped me through life and through the sport. 
and so did my parents. So about five, six years ago, I, I coached a, a, a 95 team. So they're about 20 something, I don't know, 26. This Hispanic kid, really good ball player, really good student. I, I, I could, I sensed something was wrong. And so I approached him. I was like, man, hey, dude, what, what's going on? He's like, man, you know, I don't know if I had to tell you this, coach, but uh, my mom's here illegally. And I was like, okay. And I noticed that she wasn't at the matches on Saturdays. She never really drove them to practice because she was out cleaning offices. She's making tamales and selling them to the parked on Saturday and Sundays where the adult leagues are playing, right? And to make money, to try to make a living. So it caught me off guard. I talk about defining moments. That's probably one of my bigger ones is, man, this is, what can I do? So I met up with his mom at their, at their house. Man, I spoke to him and they need to get an immigration lawyer, et cetera, to go through the process. So I told the guys at practice, it's like, hey, man, Say there's mom selling these awesome tamales, dude. We we you guys should buy some. And soon enough, the parents were buying them, the kids were buying them, and we're they're raising some money. And I was fortunate enough to work where I had a little bit extra I saved that I could help get an immig immigration attorney, yeah. the retainer fee, and then help them through the process. The kids and the parents didn't know what was going on. But at the end of the day, four years later. She became a, a citizen. Very nice. And I finally told the boys and the parents what was going on, and they had no idea. But that sense of team and community coming together to help was awesome, right? And so if you think about it, as if you are willing to sit down and have a tough conversation, because we think in America now, unfortunately, we think that conservatives and Republicans don't care about people. And the liberals and Democrats care all about people. I think that that's wrong because now we're putting a blanket on conservatives, right? That they don't, we don't care. I'm conservative myself and I'm proud of being a conservative. I'm proud of America, I'm proud <clears throat> to live here just like you are. I'm proud of what the country can, allows you to do, right? And it's up to us to keep giving back to our country. Some of us have served in the military at the highest levels, and some of us haven't. But we can serve our country in unique ways. So I took the coaching route as a unique way to serve my country, to serve my community, to serve my, my parents, you know, they're, the way they brought me up. I, I don't want to let them down, honestly. Can't let myself down. I don't want to let you down. I'm on your show. You trust me to be on your show so I am going to do my very best to be that person that you trust. And then outside of the, outside of this episode too, same thing. Mm -hmm. When I wear your brand, I represent you. Yep. I want that brand to look good. And I want to be respectful of it at all times. Because that's how much I respect you, bro. So, yeah, man. Yeah, people, you know, people just so you know, if you can't see this, I'll, uh, I'll post <laughs> it later on, but... If you're watching this on the on the YouTube or hearing it, check out the YouTube channel. I'm going to later on the night or over the weekend. Undefeated. <clears throat> if you want some of the gear, Hong's your guy. Uh, just hit him up. Uh, I'll put all that information out on the 
Twitter and uh, all that on the YouTube, but uh, hit him up. Excellent shirt. And uh, I have the other hat around here somewhere that you gave me when we were at OnQ. But for the time being, undefeated. Undefeated right there. So love it, man. Definitely, guys. It's it's amazing, amazing quality. Uh, fits wonderful. Definitely check him out. And but uh, you know, going back, it's it's funny. And yeah, actually, was leading up to my next thing is what you know to me it, it kind of bothers me because and you kind of nailed it and talked about it quite a bit is. Is it fair? And it's obviously it's not going to be the answer is no, but I was going to ask you your thoughts on how now things have already shifted, that the, the Democrats are practically, we're here for you. We're playing, we're playing the Jesus role. We're going to be nice to you. We're going to give you what you want. You know, even though we all know that they're not going to get the stimulus package that they all wanted, but you know, we're going to take care of you guys. Conservatives are now the evil people, so on and so forth. Is it fair? I mean, Obviously, it's not fair, but how how can someone that's on the fence of what we don't know, what we do and don't know what to believe, on someone that's on the fence? I want to I want to be taken care of by the government. Obviously, you're a radical left is your best option. If you want to go with the conservatives, they're still going to take care of you. May not be in stimulus checks, right-handed to you. But is it fair of how right now the, the Republican Party is being treated? And at times the Republican Party can go return the favor to the Democrats, but right now you're practically seeing to where the conservatives are like the black sheep of the family. Yeah, I'll take that as how you how are the conservatives going to give it back to the liberals and Democrats? And when we talk about how you're going to give it back, it's probably not serving them a dish of their own medicine. It's serving a dish of hey look america is a free country it's the greatest country and it gives you an opportunity people still want to come to the united states of america because you can prosper and that's the pitch is we can help you enter you get in legally right that that five six seven year window that you have to to get in line and get in that's what I did with uh, that, that kid's mom. I'm not going to name names, but that's what I did with that kid's mom. Is we, they quote unquote got online. So to serve it back is to say, hey, the privilege for all of us is to live in the greatest country. Right? We're not going to be negative. We're not going to play that, well, you did this, this, and that. You you were talking about race. Well, yeah, they, they race bait you. And someone who's leaning would I become conservative? Would I become um, Democrat, et cetera? Try to do it on a time when you're not emotionally involved in it. Take it from a logical and more importantly, common sense and do some independent research and, and just study on why, why you live in the country. Just why do you live in the country? Why do you live in the country? Who can help you? The government or you? You can help yourself, mm. right? So that that's just my thought on if I'm going to give it back to the left. Well, you can't argue that we live in the greatest country in the world. You can't argue that you have the right to start a company. Yep. You have the right to start a podcast. Yep. I mean, I've seen all these sponsors you tweet. I was like, dang, dude. Wow. How did he, man? And we got to talk about that offline. I, I want to know. 
Uh, speaking of starting companies, our very own guest, Mr. Lamb, you started your own. Tell this amazing fan base about Stormcheck. And uh, tonight, um, of course, a new episode of the Area Tech Podcast um, debuts tonight on the Unhand Sports Network, which, by the way, this podcast has no affiliation with that network. But uh, not this episode, I should say. I put it that way. But um, <clears throat> but uh, the actual episode would drop tonight at 10 o'clock central, which the new ad. I put the new ad for you guys on Stormcheck. Tell this wonderful crew about Stormcheck. Man, I appreciate it. So what's interesting about Stormcheck was in 2020, there was this, obviously we know that COVID was going on and I was thinking, what what can I do? So Marty and I actually started these giveaways on Twitter from the Finding Moments podcast, Deaf Moments pod on Twitter. And it started catching on. One particular gentleman DM'd me and he said, man, you, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, I don't want to choke up here, but he, he, he said, you have literally saved my life. And it made me think, I was like, what do you mean? And so I gave him my number. He, he called me. And he's a, he's a veteran, served in the Army. And uh, he was talking about, man, I, I was homeless. I, I, didn't, I didn't know what to do. And I started watching your videos or your giveaways and, made me, and it gave me a sense of hope. And I, I didn't realize it. But my goal is if I can impact one, yeah. then I'm winning. And so with that DM and that phone call, it gave me a sense of hope myself. And then so as the year went on, I was thinking, what, what, can, what can we do? What, how can we keep giving back besides these giveaways? So Oklahoma's prone for tornadoes. Yes, sir. Right? And so I was like, man, I don't think anyone does storm shelter services and my wife she's like i don't want to go down there and i looked down in my storm shelter, I was like dude me me neither <laughs> but i went down there i cleaned it and i was like why not just do this because what we can do is talking about building bridges we can we employ our veterans and then we're going to have internship programs where we employ the youth and have them partner up and go clean storm shelters where they can bridge the communication of the stories of serving the military how disciplined it is and then the stories of the youth in you know 2022 2021 <clears throat> bridge that together and so that's how it was born the, the thought was born we llc the company i've asked four or five friends and they all turned me down except for one and so he's my uh he's my uh, partner and we partnered together to do storm check and just keep giving back i thought about my parents i mean my parents came over off that boat they, they were cleaning offices. They were mowing yards in the heat. I was like, why can't I do that? I can get down in the storm shelter. I can go out there and hang out with the scorpions and the spiders and the rats. I'll clean it up for someone. And so will uh, my veteran friends. And so that's what we're doing. We got five of them tomorrow. And he's going to go with me. We're going to clean all five of them together. And it's awesome. It's going to be great. I love it, man. Hard work, dude. Well, hard work pays off and doesn't matter what, <clears throat> like my dad always told me growing up and, you know, I still stick to the, to what he's always said was, doesn't matter what your job is, just do your best. And regardless, you're going to make an impact. And, yeah. and to kind of add on to your story, you know, 
talking about that one guy, you know, giving, you know, pouring to, into him. And obviously now he gave you hope that knowing that that one person's life has changed, who knows, you know, your, your willingness to reach out and to change his life, he might've reached out because of you and did maybe one person or two people or three people, whatever the case may be. So your story started from with one, it might be multiplying or if not times a hundred just from that one person. So you never know the people that you may have impacted um, just besides, besides him that you may not even know. So that's, that's the amazing part. Yeah. You, it, it reminds me of when we were talking about just mental health, being aware and more importantly, just listening at times. And so what he told me was he sat on my porch. He came over and we sat on the porch and we talked for like four hours. And he's like, dude, I had a gun on my thigh. Wow. Several times. And but just you giving me your number and being able to talk to me and treat me as just someone gave me hope. And I was like, holy cow. You just never know, man. Exactly. No, well, that's excellent. And, you know, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure that he's, he's, um, I'm sure he's definitely proud that you were God sent in a way. Cause I mean, who knows what he was thinking mentally at that moment. And when, when you're already having a gun on that thigh, obviously we already know that the, the process was already starting to, to, to kick in. So it was, that's yeah. amazing. Dude. Oh, dude, I'm proud of him too, man. So yeah, stormcheck.team, shameless plug. Check him out, especially if you live in Oklahoma. I know I got quite a bit of you uh, listeners in Oklahoma. Definitely uh, check him out. I've already got. I'm already giving him some business in, in regards to my storm shelter. So, you know, I, if I trust him with my storm shelter, I mean, come on now. He, he's definitely. <laughs> I'm definitely going to recommend that he's going to take care of your family because, you know, no. All jokes aside, no. It's a wonderful business. Wonderful concept. And uh, I know there's big things that's going to happen, especially, and I'm sure you're going to get busy with it now. Cause I mean, we're, well, meteorological wise, we're what I think to this week or next week, I think is we finally hit spring. So yeah. Yeah. Oklahoma, we just got done with 12, 13 inches of snow. I think it's time for some uh, tornadoes now. Yeah, man, for sure, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> speaking of going on, uh, carrying on, you know, it's <clears throat> in regards to, in regards to this mask thing, I, I'm kind of going to pick your brain because I'm, I'm a little confused. We started off way back then, it seems like, when this thing hit February, March, at least in Oklahoma, wise, I'm not going to speak for the rest of the country, but Mar February, March, COVID started kind of wrecking havoc. We said masks, we said gloves, we said six feet apart. We mentioned once the heat comes, it's going to kill it. Um, you know, if you touch something, you have it. If you don't touch something, you have it. So the gloves came in. That wasn't the answer. It's the heat, the summer heat. Well, we hit it at the perfect time. It's going to be dead, boom, by July. Well, of course, a lot of people would say, well, Jeff Trump said that. No, he didn't say that, but okay. Um, but you got the summer heat. That didn't kill it. Nothing killed it. Now we got the masks, mask, 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 mask. Now we've come with a year in pretty much we're still wearing masks um the vaccine take it for what it's worth i'm not for sure if 100 percent if it is working or not i really don't know i don't have stats because unfortunately i can't you know we've got the media out there um 
that wants to look uh, make the the um, Papa Joe look good. But you got um, you got the vaccine. You got the vaccine that may or may not work. Who knows? But you got the vaccine. Now we're being told <clears throat> to double mask because it might it might help better. My question to you. <laughs> I'm sick and tired of wearing masks. I have to, you know, of course, if I'm out and about because of work-related stuff, I get that. I'm getting sick and tired of just wearing it in general, but for work, I, I wear it. But um, first off, somebody asked me today, do you think it's going to be the mask part is going to be done by the end of summer? I said, honestly, I think so, me personally, because if this vaccine actually is working, even though we're not getting 100 million vaccines out in, a, in his first 100 days. Um, what do you think? And I'm going to say the masks don't work. And, here, and here's why I say that. My wife wears hers wherever she has to go, whether it's the store, whether it's the, the church, or whether it may be, she wears it. Me, I suck at wearing it. But on the other hand, but she got COVID-19 week, almost two weeks now. I still think she got during the snowstorm. But anyway, so obviously to my personal opinion, mask obviously must not work. What's your thought on this process? Are we just being told a bunch of gibberish just to keep ourselves occupied at this point? Or do we truly just don't know the answer to this thing. I mean, obviously, double mask. I mean, my God, I can barely wear one mask as it is. Double mask. That's that's asking quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. So I'll, I'll take this all the way. I dial the clock back to February of last year when this pandemic was breaking out. And for the first couple of weeks, I'll be honest, I I didn't know what to really think of it. It had me kind of psychologically out of balance, and I don't like being out of balance. Same here. So I talked to my parents about it and they're like, well, their perspective. And this is what my dad said in Vietnamese. He's like, you know, we were dodging bullets on that boat and people were dying of starvation, hunger, diseases. And that was his perspective on it. And so it made me think, man, that's the undefeated mindset. So that shirt you're wearing, that's where that was born. Very nice. The, the undefeated mindset. And as time went on, I'm a, I love numbers, analytics. And so I started following these numbers. Let's, let's wear this mask and flatten the curve or something like that, right, last year. And so I, I don't know if you bought into it. I bought into it because I didn't know. I was like, okay, yeah. I mean, this is what they're saying. The medical profession are telling me. So, okay, I'll do it. Governor Stitt, well, I think he's the one that said it too. I'm a huge fan of Governor Stitt and his brother, JJ. Um, I'm a huge fan of Governor Stitt, so I bought into it just because, like, okay, well, Governor Stitt said so. He's urging us. Obviously, he's a conservative. Okay, I'll buy in. So, I'm with you. Yeah. Yeah, and and so we're getting this peak, and they're like, wear the mask, and we'll flatten this curve, and we'll. Someone said it'll go away. I don't believe it. Diseases just don't go away. I mean, you, no. They, you know, they you 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 build immunity to them. Yep. So then you got these mass quote unquote mandates and summer arrived late spring, summer, and these numbers yeah. started going up positive tests. We get positive tests because, because more tests are administered by nature. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah. But the one trend line that was really you just stood out to me was the recovery rate of once you have COVID-19, the recovery rate of that almost was parallel. Mm-hmm. And the death rate was way down here. And I'll circle back again. My mom was like, man, you know, people are dying every day. And she don't mean that in a bad way. She just means, you know, you that's something you have to accept. Yep. And I totally agree. Absolutely. I, I believe that 100%, obviously. So that death rate was, you know, it wasn't high, obviously. Right. But it's portrayed as high. And unfortunately, I feel like it's been politicized to be whether you're liberal or conservative. Conservatives don't wear a mask. Liberals wear a mask all the time. It comes down to you and your independent research once again. I get my numbers from John Hopkins University. You can break it down by the United States. You can break it down by the world, the county, the city that you live in. And I don't get in arguments. I just state facts from mm-hmm. doing my research. CDC, you spend three, four hours on it. Dude, you have plenty of ammunition to understand it, right? So the question is, mask or no mask? For me, it's not proven enough to work, Not and barely the N95s work. You would have to be in one of those meth suits, hazmat kind of suits. Gas chamber type of thing. Yeah, and the other day I went to the AutoZone Advanced Auto Parts Plus, and the lady in front of me was on her cell phone and I reached out to open the door for her and she goes off on me. She's like, sir, you need to get away from me. You're, you're staying too close to me. And I was like, ma'am, I'm just getting the door for you. I would do it for my wife. I do it for strangers. I'm doing it for you. Yeah. And she's like, I just don't want to get the COVID. I was like, okay. So we both walked in. <laughs> we both walked in. And she had a mask on, whatever. If you want to wear a mask, cool. I'm not going right. to wear one or not one. Who cares? <clears throat> we both walk in. She rails on me again, loud. There's like four, five people inside the store. And so she stopped. After she stopped, my comment to her was, I was like, ma'am, you have two things to do. You can do independent research or you can stay at home. And either one you choose is not wrong. Because people can bring you a battery. People can bring you car cleaning stuff, whatever you need. Or you can research and try to understand it some more. But you can't go wrong with those two things. And she just looked at me and then she just walked off, which is fine. But those are the type of conversations. You know, instead of me going off and firing off on her, I was like, okay, well, you can do some research. (laughs) Take some time. You're on that cell phone, do it. Not hard. Not hard at all. So. I don't, the whole political thing is so, it, it actually pisses me off because then you have doctors who are like, oh, no, masks don't work. Then you got doctors who are mask work. You should work, like you said, four or five masks. I'm like, dude, come on, man. From what the CDC says on the website and John Hopkins University, bro. Wash your hands. Dude, aren't you supposed to wash your hands anyways? I mean, yeah, after you go and take a piss, aren't you supposed to wash your hands? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Did you tell me? I mean, is that what you were taught? I was taught that too. 
That's, I mean, that's, well, yeah, I, I especially taught that because my parents made sure growing up that you ain't leaving that bathroom without washing your hands. And, and the funny part is that was literally, once this, all this crap came out, it was literally my first thought. Because I think once it really struck big in Oklahoma, I was up in Newkirk in Northern Oklahoma business trip at Seven Clans Casino. And we literally, literally, my first thought was, you guys are telling us to wash our hands after using the restroom, using whatever, touching whatever. I thought that was like kindergarten crap, if not before or even pre-K. I thought we were taught to wash our hands and make sure, you know, if we touch anything that was looks dirty, to, you know, I'm pretty sure I'm not, I mean, I'm not an auto mechanic, but I'm, let's just say if I was, I'm pretty sure I'm not going to go, you know, fix on my car, then go, oh, look at that slice of pizza. I'm going to go inside, wash my hands, maybe take a shower, depends on the scenario, and go for it. But no, I'm like you. I, I My personal opinion, I know I know, people don't like it. I've been told I'm a Trumper. That's fine. Um, you know, oh, you're just, it's a political statement. Cool. If that's what you would think it is, then so be it. But yeah. um, from my personal experience, back in July of last year, now March, well, technically February of this year, from my personal experience, masks don't work. But I'm not speaking for the rest of them. But um, my thing is, you know, like you said, do your research. I mean, first of all, you go, we got to do that anyway. How did we study? Well, we got to research. We got to research what we learned. We got to research even more beyond what we learned to get the answer right. We got to research, well, you know, if they're saying that, you know, if we're six feet, this, that, and something else. Well, first of all, no, I don't know about you, Hong, but I haven't seen anybody in Walmart, auto mechanic, uh, auto, um, auto zone, a restaurant. I haven't seen anybody at six feet apart. No, but no. you got to wear your mask if you go to a restaurant, Oklahoma City. Then you can take it off when you sit down. Then you got to wear it when you go to the restroom, whatever. So to answer your question about the mask, it stops when you stop. And what I mean by that is, you can educate, just like you said. You can educate, you can do research, just like racism. It stops when you stop. Yeah. It stops when you stop it. You can educate people. I told you, I might, don't know if I told you the story, but real quick, I had a conversation about sports and it led to politics with a coworker. Mm -hmm. He's talking about the Trump flag. And I was like, well, why does that make you mad? He's like, well, I just, I just that, 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 that flag makes everyone in our neighborhood mad. And he's like, well, he has an American flag too. I was like, good. I said, which flag flies first? He's like, well, the American. I was like, perfect. I was like, if it's Obama flag and the American flag flew first, fine. So be it. Doesn't matter. And he's just like, man, I just, he starts typing on, logging on his computer. He's like, I just can't stand that orange man, that agent orange man. I was like, dude, hold on a second, man. Do you know what agent orange was used for in Vietnam, killed a lot of innocent men, women, children, soldiers, both sides, and veterans are still being affected by Agent Orange. He's like, oh, I didn't know that, man. I'm so sorry. I was like, it's a good thing that I'm trying to educate you because if you talk to the wrong person, you might get the miseducation of Lauren Hill. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, if these people going on, I'm just gonna be, I'm just gonna throw it out there because I think it's hilarious that I've seen so many people literally, <clears throat> literally believe every single word that the media says without even researching it. You know, yeah. Keith Oberman um, tweeted out something about Texas. 
I, I think I tweeted him back. I'll save that story for here in a few minutes. But literally, <clears throat> everybody's literally like buying in on what the media said. Oh, well, dong women, who I, I can't stand at all. If you want to talk about racist, that dude, CNN, needs a fire because he's racist. Um, but that's beside the point. I mean, I don't want to sit there and start a race argument here. Well, hold on. I, I do want to say something to race real quick. So, people talking about racism in sports. And the United States is just so horrible. Here's the thing, man. I don't know if you follow international soccer like I do. However, a lot of these European matches have been played behind closed doors because of racial chants from the crowd. Yep. And so they'll pick up the people and ban them, obviously. But if it exists so bunch in the United States, then play with no fans. Why doesn't the NBA, the NFL, college football step up and say one of these T-shirts that say equality or we're all in this together? Dude, obviously we know I'm not going to be racist. We shouldn't be calling me whatever you want to call me. We know better. It's common sense. It's respect, right? But if you, once again, you talk about racism in sports, do the research and go research international European soccer. Best bet prime examples there i rest my case no you're perfectly fine I, hey it's your show as well homie <laughs> um but no keith Oberman tweeted out so if you guys are just joining in or you guys have been under the rock or you guys have been uh i'm sure everybody in the world has been talking or at least in the country has been talking about it on tuesday um <clears throat> governor abbott the governor of texas practically reopened the entire state of Texas. I was about to say Oklahoma. The entire state of Texas. Then the governor of Mississippi does the same. Practically businesses can reopen at 100%. Mask mandate was lifted. You know, it's up to the business if they want one or not. You know, so be it. So anyway, Keith Oberman, if you know his name, MSNBC, I think he was on ESPN for a while. Uh, I don't know where he's at. His career sucks. He's not that good. And um, so I'm sure that's probably why he feels the need to be tweeting. But uh, he tweeted out, why are we wasting vaccinations on Texas if Texas has decided to join the side of the virus? Well, first of all, dude, um, my answer to him was, of course, nobody liked it because everybody likes to uh, likes to uh, be on the on the left side is because it's about living in freedom, and not in fear. <clears throat> so my question, not really a question, but my thought is this. If we want to get to any kind, well, I mean by any kind at this rate, it means, you know, we always say this, oh, I miss going to the movie theaters with my hubby or my wifey or my kids or my grandpa, my dog, it don't matter. I'm not a huge movie theater person. I'm bummed because the Midwest City Warrant Theater, you know, got shut down from it, but. It's brand new too. Yes, it was, and it's nice. Um, I'm not too far. Uh, um, I'm not too far from there, so that kind of gives you where I'm at. But, um, but so, you know, you got the movie theater. I'm not a big movie person, but it's nice to go up from time to time. But if we want any kind of normalcy, don't we have to realize we have to reopen at some point in time to see if we reopen the University of Texas, I think announced that they go on 100%, which I don't like the university, but that's a smart thing they've done. I'll say that because you have to, if you want to get back to any kind of normalcy, you've got to do it. You've got to open up 
Now I'm sure there's protocols to it. I'm I'm sure. I don't know. They may just say, "Hey, go up there and get drunk and have fun." I don't know what they're going to say. I'm sure there's some type of pro <clears throat> protocol to it, but it has to. You have to have some normalcy to get to get anything start restarted, if you want to call it that. Yeah, I I want to say there's. You, if you open it back up, that's you open it back up and you have to be able to adapt to the the environment. And I don't mean, well, let's shut down and be sheeples. I mean, if you're going to open it back up, then cool, let's open it back up. And if you don't want to go to a sporting event because that was your quote unquote normal two years ago and now you're scared and you don't want to go, then that's, you don't have to go. Exactly. Right. And so you're, so when someone's like, well, I want to get back to normal. But then you don't go and support your local businesses, your your local anything, your favorite local team, then that's on you, right? And so what's your quote unquote new normal? I, I'm not a big fan of the new normal type of thing. I'm just, I'm a fan of here's my mission today. How am I going to accomplish it? And if I didn't accomplish it, why? Right? And so you take that into building blocks, like what's my big mission? What's my big mission? What's my next one? And, and so the, the normal thing to do is like, ah, oh, well, man, I guess it, I guess the Thunder's going to let us all show up and uh, throw these games. But I don't want to because I'm afraid of the COVID. Well, dude, cool. Stay at home. Yep. Give your season tickets to someone else. Yep. I'm not a, I don't watch NBA. I'm not a big fan. I'm not a huge fan, though. So, but I'm just throwing that out there because it's a right. local sports team, right? No, yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, I ask, I love to tr not really troll people, but I'll literally just scroll and read comments because I'm just curious. If I find a stupid comment, I'm probably going to comment on it just because I, I, I'm bored. So I'm going to scroll. But it amazes me how we, we get upset. Well, the Thunder, they decided the last second they're going to cancel fans. Okay, well, that's a bummer. I mean, they're only going to let 5,000 in. I don't know how how they decide which 5,000, I don't know. I'm sure money talks, who knows? But my thing is, but yet, like you mentioned, they'll get to, but I wasn't gonna go anyway because I'm scared of COVID. Then what are you bitching at? I mean, what are we doing here? Oh, cause I gotta get a COVID test and I gotta snort some whatever. Well, then so be it, snort whatever you guys snort and, and so be it, but, but, the media, and I will say this about the media, and I, I think it's corrupt from, day, um, from the beginning, but <clears throat> is they've absolutely won, I shouldn't say majority, because majority won in November, but technically the majority didn't, but, you know, it's a whole other topic. But, um, but anyway, so you got less than majority that literally believe a word everybody's saying, oh, the mask, the mask. Brings me to my next point. I don't know about you, Hong, but this cultural cancer, uh, cancel, cancel culture, whatever the terminology is, that's the goal that is happening. And it seems like um, that's why a lot of people's upset because they're getting the media is starting to lose a little uh, power here. Yeah. The, that, that movement is interesting itself. You talk about uh, Mr. Potato Head and I. There's a, there's did, a you buy the, did you buy the male or, or female was a neutral gender? <laughs> Dude, it, to me, it'll always be Mr. Potato Head. So. 
<laughs> I used to cut Barbie's hair when I was younger, man. Why, why does Barbie have hair and Ken doesn't, man? Ken has plastic hair. Barbie has real hair. I don't get it. So anyways, that's for another day. <laughs> but cancel culture, man, it's, once again, it's the loudest voice I feel like is the one being heard. The squeaky wheel gets the grease. Is that what people say? Yep. But the thing about that is, what are you being squeaky about? And then why are we, why are we bowing down to that type of squeak? Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So what are we squeaking about? What are we squeaking about? Inequalities? Well, we all have equal opportunity to make something of ourselves. Does it mean it's equal outcome? Just because Wong Lam works hard at what he wants to do doesn't mean Wong Lam is going to make hundreds of thousands of dollars or has a successful business. I guarantee you that. And if that doesn't happen, what does Wong Lam have to do? I've got to rethink how can I be better at it? Because I failed at this one. Mm -hmm. I can't just give up. Just we feel there's so many that feel like, oh, well, I've worked so hard, so I deserve this. Well, you work so hard and you earn part of it. And if you didn't get to that level, then ask your question, self your question, why? Why didn't you get to that level? You got to look at yourself before you start blaming, well, man, Mike wasn't a good host, so that's why I sucked on the podcast. No, he asked good questions. I gave him crappy answers. That's on me. If you were to ask me like something, you haven't asked a horrible question, but if you were to ask a horrible question, that's up to me to say, think about how am I going to answer this to my mm -hmm. ability to try to help him too. That's the mentality I have. Yeah. And that's the mentality I told my boys. Well, we work so hard while well, we practice four times a week and we still us. Well, you know what? We got to get better. Mm -hmm. You got to do it on your own. What are you doing on your own time? Tweeting <clears throat> and being on Instagram. What else are you doing? You helping your mom and dad take out the trash, you mowing their yard, you giving back to your church, you giving back to your community, you giving back to wherever you, whatever your religion is. What are you doing? No, I want to be on Instagram. I see it all the time, man. Mm -hmm. And so you, you got to be able to help yourself. The, the, that's the culture you want to start. That You can start your own culture. Yep. It starts with your habits. What kind of habits you have? And if you have horrible habits, guess what? You're going to have a horrible culture. Yep. But if you have good habits, strong habits, you wake up at four in the morning, you work out, you start building this culture, you get followers. I don't mean social media followers. I'm just exactly. talking about friends. Right. You know what I mean? So. Well, it's like, in, to add to that, it's like Lincoln Riley, the head coach at Oklahoma, the University of Oklahoma, just because he blows out, let's just say, Wyoming or Texas Tech or Oklahoma State. Well, let's put Oklahoma State because, you know, they can't for some reason beat OU. So Oklahoma State, you know, our little brother, just because the OU blew, blew out um, uh, Mike Gundy's uh, mullet, then it's not like, oh, good job, guys. And then next week we lay off and practice. No, we're going to get better, even though we won by 60. We're going to get better. We're going to get better. And it's that culture. It's that winning, it's that winning mindset, the undefeated mindset yep. that we're going to get better every day, not just when we feel like it. Dude, if I can beat a team 60 to nothing every weekend, I'm going to do it. And if I'm the other, other side, I'll be like, well, man, I guess I got to get better at defense somehow. You just That's it. Or fire Mike Stoops. Or fire Mike Stoops. No, so, I, I've had that before, man. Coach of soccer, dude. I, man, well, I'm sure you have, like, yeah. Oh, I can't believe you got beat. We, can't, we got beat 5 nothing. I was like, man, we got to get better. 
Yeah. Absolutely. That's on me. I've got to retool my team. That's it. I mean, that's just how it is. I mean, we're going to have our bad days and bad moments and Hey, we got to get better. And, and that's the mindset, but you know, we, we gone to, to now we win this, we're in this society, this culture of, Oh, well, little Johnny didn't like my status on Facebook or, or no one liked my tweet or no one liked my Instagram. And I got called fat on TikTok and, but we, we worry about so much. I don't have TikTok, but we worry about so much mind, you know, what people think that's like, we don't, we, we, we worry about other people's approval, but we look at ourselves and we wonder, wow, now I know, I don't know why my wife left me or my husband left me or my, I don't know why my life sucks. I don't have no friends or my job sucks. I'm poor or whatever, because we're worried about people's approval. We're, trying to please people yeah uh, that's true and you brought up a great point man we we gotta quit trying to please people we just be respectful to ourselves our body our mind what we can do to contribute to ourselves because if we can do a great job of doing that we can give back to community all day every day that's it man absolutely and you want to imagine if you have let's just say you know, next Saturday, if you had a hundred, hundred guys, females, doesn't matter. Um, or I should say it now, because I guess that's the new term is if you have a hundred, uh, her and she and him and, and he, or whatever the terminal, whatever that crap is, if you have a hundred of those people, then <laughs> what would be amazing the change that you would do just in the community, whether it's clean up a park, um, disinfecting if you if you're worried about touching the the swing disinfect it before you go swing but um it, you know just jokes aside you you would can't would imagine the change just in that setting alone that could progress in the future yeah and that that's true the, the change would be huge if you're able to once again it goes back to what kind of culture are you going to cultivate yeah and that's that's on you. That starts with, and honestly, if you're on social media a lot, like we both are, you can create that culture. You can create a, a great positive vibe culture. And when I say positive, I'm not talking about rainbows and unicorns. We're going to eat snow guns every day, positive. But it's that mindset of, hey, what are we going to accomplish today? What am I going to do today to get better so I can help my friend, Chris McClintock? Yep. And then he can help someone else. So that's the culture. But then, like I said earlier, you can make it where you go off and you start railing on people and start calling everyone out, but yourself, then you create that negative culture. But I feel like sometimes there's that culture, that negative culture gets a lot of traction. The hot, yes, it does. The hot topics, the uh, hot takes, you know what I mean? It's like, man. No, I, I agree with you. I think there's certain words that literally, I really do believe this. I think there's certain words that people filter, whether it's Twitter, Facebook, whatever. If you say Trump, Biden, the left, the, uh, the right, there's some stimulus package. There's some certain words that I think it's, oh, well, Mr. Lamb said that Mr. 45 is the best, greatest president in the history. And you have about a thousand people all of a sudden, towards you. Well, Michael said that Mr. Trump is going to run for 2024 and 28 and 32 and 30 or 36 and 40. Isn't this more I think he can only get eight years overall regardless? 
I think people, I think people literally filter and then that here comes a roar and we get all these negative comments. You're a moron, you're a white supremacist. Uh, they may call you racist or whatever the case may be. It's like, no, I was speaking a fact that I looked up before I tweeted it, but now I'm getting ramrodded for it because everybody just wants to pick on somebody because like you said, it's a negativity uh, in regards to uh, everybody's lifestyle. Yeah. That's true. Everyone's got an opinion and and that's fine, man. You you want to rail me on my likes. You want to rail me on a, a tweet that I posted. Fair. Because if I put something out there, it's fair game for anyone to mm-hmm. comment or not comment or whatever they want to do. I, I know that. What I am also aware is I know that what I put out there can impact uh, my family, myself, my reputation, uh, yours, or yeah. So I'm very cautious on how I use my social media because, dude, let's be honest, man. This thing right here, the cell phone, it's it's one of the greatest weapons you'll ever have, and you can use that in the most negative way. Mm-hmm. Drive someone just mentally, just horrible when they get super negative, or you can make them mentally aware of the situation, what's going on. You can mentally build them up to become better than they, they think that they are, right? When people talk about chasing greatness, well, you know, the pursuit of excellence is greater because you pursue excellence, then you get to that greatness level. Yep. You, you bring greatness every day. And that's how I look at my tweets when I tweet in the morning is like, what, what am I feeling like today? How can I, and most of the time, it's self-talk. It's like Mm -hmm. a self-tweet to myself. It's like, hey, get better today. When I say get better today, you might be thinking I'm talking about you, probably am, probably I'm talking about myself. Yep. You know? No, it's a powerful tool that can can actually um, impact your life for the good or it can actually destroy your life. I mean, yeah, people don't realize, well, I don't know why my job fired me. Well, let's grow. And it says that, you actually added at your certain job and it says this job sucks, blah, 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 F you, whatever. Well, that person from HR must have saw that you, they looked you up afterwards. Oh, it's an employee. Guess what? Obviously watch your words. I mean, McDonald's is the greatest, but who knows? But (laughs) before we close the show, a few just fun questions for you. How did you actually come about, um, you and your wife, how did defining moments been uh, came about how was the whole um process about it i love that question after every practice when i coached i would ask these guys just questions about what did they do in school how did this happen what happened to them and i would refer to them as defining moments you go through like and there are multiple defining moments you define them or it defines itself so when you go through these moments how did you recover from it? What was that setback like before that breakthrough? What was your mind? What was your process like? And so when we share these moments, then we start building these bridges. So that's how the defining moments start. Is like I would I always ask these guys, these are defining moments. And so I brought it up to my wife and she's like, that's the podcast that you talked about. You should we that's what we should do. Defining moments podcast. Love it. Yeah, man. Love it. <clears throat> Last question, just for the heck of it. 
if you could interview past or, or past or current present, um, you have a two-hour interview set where you know it doesn't matter. Let's do it. Um, the fancy is Mickey Mantle Steakhouse. I don't know if you like them or not. I've never been there, but I'm just gonna pick it anyway. Mickey Mantle Steakhouse. You got two hours. What's that one person, past or present, you would love to interview on your show? Man, I, John Wayne. Oh, yes. John Wayne. And my parents learned a lot of Vietnamese, actually, in the, in the Vietnamese community, learned to speak English through watching Western movies. And John Wayne obviously was popular. Yeah. And, uh, you know, the True Grit, or Grit was one of them. And then the, uh, was it the Dirty Dozen? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Or the Green Beret, the Green Beret. And so my parents grew up watching that stuff. And then, of course, I, I watched it too when I was super young. So John Wayne would be a phenomenal podcast. Oh, him, and Bruce, not him and Bruce Lee. You look like Bruce Lee, dude. Now, Bruce Lee would be cool, though. Dude, I, I, I mean, I took Kung Fu for like eight, no, 10 years. Don't pick a fight with this guy now. I've never been in a fight, but you don't want to be the first. I promise you that. <laughs> well, I'm sure you're going to run. <laughs> I'm sure you're going to run into your first, uh, first guy, Karen, out there. And uh, that Mr. Guy, Karen, is going to be the first one to hopefully not find out. Depends on what he does, though. No, I'm pretty self-preserved, man. I'm, I look at the environment. No, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. I mean, obviously, you know, who knows? But I'm sure that you, you don't get triggered that quick. Nah. <laughs> oh my God! Last but not least, Hong Lam, everybody, uh, the host of the Defining Moments podcast. Hong, as always, it's a pleasure. Um, even though gas is getting close to three bucks in that, a gallon, um, and Papa Joe doesn't know where he's at, you're an amazing guy. And uh, thank, <laughs> thank you so much for coming on the show. I appreciate you, man. As always, great conversations. I love you. And dude, you do such a great job with your show. I want to pick your brains on how you get all these sponsorship, man. Let's talk about this. I'll hit you up next week, man. All right, man. I won't bug you too much this weekend. All good, buddy. Love you, man. Take care. Mm -hmm. and, uh, triple mask, quadruple mask when you're next when you're outside next time. Okay. Mask like you mean it. <laughs> Jokes aside, love you, brother. Take care, man. Thank you, brother. Love you, man. Hong Lam, the host of the Defining Moments podcast. Everyone, thank you for your first episode of the Real Talk in the Four or Five segment. And uh, we'll definitely get volume two, episode two, whatever, scheduling in the near future. Everyone have a wonderful weekend. We'll see you on the other side.